back, everybody, uh, to episode two of this season, uh, season three. Um, in this episode, we are going to talk about auto-tune. Um, but uh, to start off, we have Joel here. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Pretty pretty good, you know, chilling in, in, in the snow. Early morning. Yeah, the snow. Yeah. Can't go out, so let's record an episode. Literally. <laughs> I wonder if, like, you know how, like, the snow? Because, like, I'm wondering if it dampens the sound. Like, I'm wondering if it actually feels quieter outside because of the snow. Oh, but um but yeah um once again we're going to talk about auto tune and i guess whether or not auto tune is a good or a bad thing okay cuz you know people like generalizing and swaying to one side or the left side <laughs> yeah, type yeah. situation um and you can't really it has to be black or white either yeah, good yeah. or bad and, and I'm just kidding um but but yeah that's what we're going to talk about i guess brief introduction to auto tune um, it was introduced in 1997 um, by Antorus Audio Technology. Um, and so basically what it was used for, it, what the intention of Autotune was, was to disguise or correct an off-key, uh, an off-key singer yeah. um, or, per, or vocals, right? And so um, that is kind of where it, it started and what it was what it was used for. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really that controversial at, when it started because yeah, yeah. no one had used it yet or no one. It was like in, indistinguishable at, at the time. Um, but I guess like even before that, um, previous to, to stuff like that, I guess um, like in the 70s and stuff, there was things called like vocoders. Oh, yeah. Or, um, you know, people could talk about that, um, you know about how vocals were really popular and how it kind of enamored people in the in the 70s but um yeah well, what are your impressions just of of autotune just off the bat i guess um well with any kind of uh processing you know technology and and software you know as it is now um i think it can be a really handy tool you know in especially i don't know you see it a lot now in uh, post-processing you know or like fixing stuff after recording mm-hmm. and while it can be very good for that i i wonder like live how how the implications of that but yeah i think it can be a really useful tool but then with any tool you know if you use it wrong enough or not not wrong enough if you use it too much the way it wasn't meant to be used mm-hmm. it can be it can become its own thing and i think that's what it has also a little fun fact it was made by one guy the first yeah. audit mm-hmm. um but uh i guess like the reason that we kind of wanted to talk about autotune um like have a whole episode about it was because of like a documentary i watched regarding autotune and kind of it, it it was centered around the fact that people would say that t-pain the artist yeah um basically like ruined music because of autotune mm. even though he wasn't the person that invented it he was just someone who who used it yeah right and you know he wasn't even the first person to to use it i guess commercially i mean the first person to use it was share or like the first person popular. To, popular to use it was was share in 1998 off yeah. of her song believe That's which crazy. is actually her best like her favorite yeah. not favorite it's her number one oh, song yeah. but it also in my opinion my favorite and her best song <laughs> um it was kind of off that 90s dance club dance craze um but she uses it um 
to the point of like it's noticeable yeah right yeah. you can hear it and you think it's on purpose yeah it i i mean people say that they think it's on purpose and and i i do think it's on purpose just because you know unlike t-pain um people already knew that Cher could sing yeah right yeah. um and so there was no question oh, about that yeah. the fact that she You're could right. sing and so when she used autotune, they saw it as just an effect, like an right? artistic to, use. Yeah, of, to have that yeah. that robotic effect. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, not only is the song already catchy, but adding the adding yeah, that kind of, of that. um, like vocal effect. Um, yeah. Considering it like I guess treating it like that instead of like mm-hmm. pitch correction, um, it was really good. But it, to me, it, that also that statement doesn't really make sense either. Like if they knew that she could sing, right? Mm-hmm. And she was already fifty when she recorded that song, uh-huh. right? It like I feel like if that took place now, people would see it as a bad thing. They'd be like, "Oh, she used to know how to sing, and now she's relying oh, on on, yeah. on auto tune, right?" But I guess at the time, people didn't see it that way, and they just saw it like, "Oh, cool. We all know she can sing, yeah, like yeah. type." And type. I mean, she sings the rest like most of the song mm-hmm. without it. Yeah, yeah, and um, like once again, like it, the the fact that it's a catchy song only helps it to. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, you can only use auto tune if if the song's good. Yeah, yeah. But um, what's it called? That's different from T Pain, which is basically like the first taste that we got of T Pain was him yeah. using that auto tune. Yeah. Um, we, and, like, yeah, artistically, you know, using yeah. it. And and in making, that documentary, yeah. it kind of talks about how he like um took him forever to just find the auto tune. Yeah. Like he went through like downloaded every oh, single wow. thing and just until he found it. Um, and I think it said, I think he said he, he wanted to try and do it because he heard like a Jennifer Lopez song. Uh huh. Um, and he was trying to find that sort of effect because he oh, thought that that was the effect. Like it sounds really yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, and so basically, yeah, people thought that T Pain was like a really bad mm. singer or that like he introduced auto tune. Yeah. And that's the reason oh, yeah. that like, because I mean, in the 2010s, um, a little before, like even like 2008 to like 2000, mm-hmm. like 13 around yeah, that yeah, time yeah. is when like people were thinking that auto tune was like <laughs> this big thing ruining artists and like it was yeah. like the death of, of real singers. Yeah. And you, you like um, to be a good singer, mm. you just have to be a good singer. And mm. uh, and it's like now anybody can sing type situation if you oh, use auto tune. Yeah. Um, but that's not really the case because auto tune is supposed to be like indistinguishable. Like, when you use auto tune like correctly, it should be unnoticeable. Like you yeah, should be able to notice like, it. That's kind of the the point of it is to you know make something. Yeah, it's pitch correction, right? That's the whole mm-hmm. point. And T Pain used it not for pitch correction. He used it for like basically pitch manipulation. You know, like I said in an artistic way. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you know, it even if say Cher used auto tune, and um. No one used it after that, right? For pitch correction, I feel like if if T Pain was the the person who brought it back, and and oh now anyone can sing and auto tune is gonna kill music and real artists and real talented singers. If anything, he just brought. I don't think he should be the one to blame for it. I feel like he just kind of brought it, maybe some free free publicity, if you will, and then people you know studios started being like oh yeah i forgot about that tool we can use that for just pitch correction which is what it's meant for yeah um but but yeah that's basically kind of like why mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about auto tune and how like t-pain kind of gets a bad rap because yeah. of it 
But it is also his fault in that sense that he started off by just using auto tune oh, yeah. instead of showcasing his voice. Because I think it, at first it was tiny his tiny desk concert that came out in twenty. This is like 2014, 2014, I think. Oh, was wow. when it, he's like one of the first ones. But he like did all those songs without auto tune, mm. and people were like, "Bro, this fool can actually sing." Yeah. Like he can actually sing. And then um, the show, the, the Mask Singer, thing, yeah. it was like his first number season be. one that and. That really blew up the show too. Was the fact oh, that yeah. like it was T Pain, it was T Pain, and I think it was like among the ones that was like no one knew who it was. Like, yeah. you, like it was like oh. it was like such a left field type situation, right? And I and I do remember seeing that first season and thinking it was crazy that it was, um, you know, that that it was, was T Pain, the one that was singing, and he just wanted to show that he does know actually know how to yeah. sing, um, with with auto tune, even though he had already like shown it on tiny desk yeah yeah concert um i guess we can kind of because there are negatives and positives to the auto-tune world so we (laughs) can start off with the negatives and then go into positives what do you have okay so um (laughs) i know that some people like jay-z think that it's like a gimmick now i guess like it's gimmicky, like Like, to use it to use it now like artistically yeah because he even has a song called d.oa um, called okay. the death of autotune uh, basically the opposite where he thinks that autotune was like a good tool and now that it, it's like it's gotten overused mm-hmm. um you know it's it's gimmicky i mean that that one there's that one youtuber that really made it popular right um was what's his name but nowadays he's on tiktok more with that okay. it's gone oh uh, uh that guy Shmayoho? yeah yeah him 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 i think i think it's him yeah um, but he's like really the guy that made it kind of super gimmicky you know doing the whole news he would yeah, do yeah. broadcast broadcasting yeah. thing. And he's with, been doing that for yeah, like yeah. a decade uh-huh. already. Um, I guess more negatives. Um, the X Factor when uh, like in, I don't remember what season, but in the uh, it started to it started to use it to enhance some of the contestants' wow. voices. And so like that is yeah, what it see could be that's some that. that's some evil corporate yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even the Voice started doing it. Wow, um, for that's a little insane. bit like in 2010. Um, once again, another artist that like started it off with auto tune, like oh, to, yeah. a, to like a stupid extent, um, as like their first giving us okay. their first taste was like Kesha. Like Kesha has oh, a really, really good voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, like with that one, she had that one song that was probably like a couple years ago. Um, that was like her best song ever, and it was one where she didn't use auto tune. It was mm-hmm. just like uh, I don't think that album she used it. But like, think about how how like many parodies came off of that. Wake up in the morning. Oh yeah, like and it's and, she has, and yeah, that an super auto tune. Yeah, super weird. Yeah, and it just it it got annoying. And it's because it's because like that song especially, she's not even really singing at the beginning or like through the verses. It's kind of like talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of it's fun to hear the auto tune mess with with the pitch of speaking. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess some positives. Um, <coughs> some people they use it as a tool instead of as a replacement. Um, I guess like rappers, you you, it, but really rappers are the ones that are kind of doing it right nowadays. Um, you know, Lil Wayne, T Pain, Travis Scott specifically. For the artist, he's like for the art. artistic, yeah, yeah, for the art. Kanye West and that one eight oh eights, eight oh eights and heartbreak. Um, they they they're really the ones that are using it. Yeah, in a, in a better artistic way. Artistic, yeah, yeah. uh-huh. kind of not the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, used. yeah. I mean, how, I mean, what do you think about like, especially like Travis Scott and Kanye West's like Man. how they do it? I think I remember. I think in that documentary with T Pain, he was talking about how 
Kanye kind of heard that and decided to run with it. And he ended up making a more successful kind of project. I love 808s and Heartbreak. Um, To kind of hear, man, I'm I'm not going to stay on this too long, but about 808s and Heartbreak, to kind of hear auto-tune kind of add to to singing, but in like an emotional, sad way, I kind of really like that. And then, you know, Travis Scott and other um, rappers, kind of more melodic rappers, they, it's interesting how they kind of take auto-tune and they kind of treat it as their own voice to where they find the the best or the, the sound with auto-tune that suits them the most, right? Travis Scott has like, I'll bet it's like a preset that he has that that just gives him that Travis Scott auto-tune sound, right? It's so honed in. Same thing with maybe like um, Lil Uzi Vert. Um, and and I think, you know, melodic rappers like, uh, you know, Young Thug or uh, Lil Durk, uh, they, I, they have that sound kind of locked in that they have with their the way they use auto-tune. But yeah, I, I think using auto-tune artistically, you know, it's fallen a lot into rap. But I'd love to see it used elsewhere, um, artistically. You know, just messing with the pitch. I feel like it's easy to do with uh, rap because there's not a there's not a lot of um, m- maybe melodical substance to rap anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's mo- you're just rapping started. You know, just saying words, right? Yeah. Um, and so just to add some sort of melody to that with auto tune, I feel like it really suits the genre. And it's not as easy to do in other genres. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, and I guess like like nowadays, like some artists, um, well, not anymore. They broke or one of them blew up. Um, but Daft Punk specifically, I don't think it's auto-tune, but the way that their, their newest, I, I, I heard somewhere that like when it came to like Random Access Memories, um, kind of like when they first started their kind of career, their albums was like house music, their mm. um first one uh homework that's what the first yeah. one's called um house music very robotic very like kind of just okay. for the clubs yeah, french, yeah, yeah. french house type music because yeah. right, they are french um and then you know deaf discovery which is their 2001 album um a lot of people like it too and it's very sample heavy very um kind of poppy uh, it's a different sound a mm. little bit more than mm. then but it, it's not it doesn't venture off too crazy yeah. from from discovery and then human after all is started to incorporate like real instruments and record mm, like nice. robot rock and it wasn't perceived as well um and then random access memories um the kind of concept for the album was like oh like when they first came onto the planet like they're robots right yeah, and yeah. their music was very robotic yeah. and as the longer that they stayed on earth is the is the idea that they their music started to sound more human oh, right wow. and so that's why Daft, uh, the random access memories is kind of like adding adding their flavor to like disco sounding uh, music right um that kind of stuff you know with real instruments that's why a lot of people yeah. they're like oh random access memory isn't as good as discovery because you know daft punk isn't like daft punk shouldn't be real instruments or whatever oh, right but okay. you know that random access memory one is almost like it sounds almost like they're using autotune because of that reason yeah because of the yeah. reason that, that like it's more realistic instrument i mean get lucky the album like you don't I, you don't hear their voices daft punk's voices mm-hmm. up until like the very almost very end yeah. when they incorporate it and it's a really cool and cool moment in the in the whole song and yeah. a lot of the album is is that way too but um 
Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I do agree. You know, with random access memories, when you do hear kind of, however they put in that robotic voice sound, um, whether it be, you know, how you said in Get Lucky, where it's at the end and it's just them or something like Instant Crush, where they take someone else's vocals, you know, uh, Julian Casablancas, yeah. and they, they, they manipulate it to sound robotic. Mm-hmm. Um, Same with One More Time. They did the same one thing. One More Time. With, they, someone yeah, else's yeah, voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it in that one? Uh, phew, I don't know. I can look it up while you're still talking. Um, I It adds something, right? And like you said, it, it kind of does kind of go hand in hand with the rap thing. Although with rap, you know, a lot of rap is, you know, uh, uh, produced kind of electronically. Um, and, you know, random access memories takes, you know, uh, regular, I guess, kind of amplified um, electronic instruments. Um, you know, kind of back to that, how you said, like disco production um, and you add the the robotic uh, we'll say in quotes melody to it um same thing with rap where it's like you know just a uh any kind of beat and then you put on this kind of manipulated vocal on top of it and oh and i forgot to mention i remembered what i was going to say earlier with rap is that you know how i said you know they have the artists have that honed in the their sound when you listen to <clears throat> to the rappers singing without the auto-tune, like just the raw vocals, uh, you're quick to think, man, these guys sing really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if you think about it, it's definitely, they've also trained their voices to to hit the auto-tune programming in the way that makes their sound, right? Mm-hmm. So how does auto-tune work? It corrects pitches. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to get something that sounds really auto-tuned? You mm-hmm. sing a bunch of wrong pitches. Yeah, yeah. You give it something to correct. And what these rappers are doing are they're giving it the pitches they want to correct. Or they want it to correct in what way, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> but yeah, Daft Punk, whether it's auto-tune or not, or vocoding or you know a talk box, however they're doing it. It's an effect. Yeah. And... Like and it's that robotic. Yeah. It's for that robotic effect that you. Yeah, need. and and it's it gives it makes you wonder like, is there a difference between what they're doing if it is auto tune mm. or if it isn't the comparatively to uh, auto tune? Yeah, because you know it's it's an effect. It's it's a vocal effect. Same same with like the Kanye West stuff and the yeah yeah and the, and the Travis Scott stuff because I, like how you mentioned like when it when they hear it live like how do you mm-hmm. do it so that it's still auto tune? Like I remember when. Um, Travis Scott performed. Uh, oh, it was the the, the the what is it called? The um. That's not Travis Scott. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. Um, 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 uh, the one with Drake. The one with Drake. Astro World. Drake. Oh, oh, uh, freaking sicko mode. Yeah, sicko mode. He performed that at the Super Bowl with uh Maroon Five, right? It uh-huh. was after the it was after the Squid oh, thing, yeah. right? And he didn't have his auto tune on, and people oh, just really? thought he sounded really weird, right? Yeah. And like the whole opposite effect, where like, where's his auto tune? Like, why yeah. does it sound all crazy, <laughs> yeah. right? And like, 
and it's weird because you do have to think about it like just the technology yeah. there to the point uh, where you can yeah. use that auto tune um yeah for that i guess they didn't have it firm that time because he does live shows with auto tune all the time you know on tour he's got it on let's let's switch gears a little bit you know we're talking about using auto tune artistically now let's get to the other side that people tend to to think about is maybe not auto tune but there's this fancy little other program that tends to be used in the way auto tune was meant to be used called melodyne where it's uh, and it seems to be used a lot more for pitch correction and you know making something sound good in a conventional way do you know do you know do you have any thoughts and it's kind of a weird thing to to think about right where it's like we're talking about autotune used artistically you know where you hear it right travis scott it, that's all his vocals right is with with autotune mm-hmm. but when you think about give me an example of a song you've listened to where they've used just regular pitch correction and then you're like you, you think about it you're like i can't think of anything yeah. because that's the point is yeah. it's so that you get the pitch you want and it's unnoticeable. Yeah. And that's a, a lot of where the skill of, I think, auto-tune, using auto-tune or Melodyne in, mm-hmm. in uh, you know, modern times kind of falls into is yeah. making something sound how it was supposed to sound, so, planned to sound, yeah. um, w- without it sounding, you can hear the switch. Yeah. And it, it is it is like a, an adjustable Thing, yeah right because exactly in the documentary they kind of t- talk about how it kind of works and how for like shares thing it's like if you set it to like a zero yeah you set the reaction time yeah to exactly a zero or something it's like imagine like if you did it like how you said like where it's unnoticeable it's kind of like a gradual thing mm-hmm. right where it's like it'll gradually pitch correct mm-hmm. right but for shares case imagine just like a straight line and yeah let's say the note she wants she's saying is a c and she's supposed to be singing like a C sharp or a D, yeah. right? And the note is like, imagine it like it's a ladder, like, yeah. like a ladder, right? Yeah. C is um, have you started to? Yeah, C is like level. I know I'm talking to the, to the yeah. people. Um, C is like a level one, and D is like a level two, right? And imagine it's shooting up at the yeah. very last second, and that's when it starts to sound like auto, like auto tune, like stupid, yeah. right? Where it just it, it's a straight line, and then it, phew, it shoots yeah. up at the very very last second mm-hmm. to like that D note and that's where it starts to sound all you hear all, the you the hear sudden it? change in pitch pitch uh-huh. but not in maybe like the the what would you say like the way they're singing it yeah so you hear that sudden change um but then you know especially if you look at like the newest or the most recent version of autotune that you know industry you know industry standard whatever um you can it's crazy how much control you have over the way the the pitches are corrected. You can do um, each you know individual note, mm-hmm. you know, or e- not even note each. It's like I think time based. Like you can choose a point that you want to change, and then you can affect how it's changed. Where something like a free plugin, right? Because I don't know if any of you guys. Uh, keep up with joel g music mm-hmm. <laughs> with my music yeah i'm messing around with autotune right now mm-hmm. um and in an artistic way and this free plugin you you don't have that you control can, yeah where you can record something put it into the program 
and change what you want, it kind of just does it all live or like as mm-hmm. you're recording it. Yeah. Um, or as it's being played into the plugin. Um, so, you know, uh, autotune could be being used in your favorite, um, your favorite artist songs. You know, if you're big, um, I don't know, like Luke Combs fan, mm-hmm. you, you don't know if, if they're using Melodyne or not, or, you know, just using just this subtle pitch correction, just to make sure you're getting that, that full note. Yeah. And there's no, maybe like fall off in pitch as they're ending the phrase. Um, yeah. and then, just, and then anything. like, you're going to see a headline, Luke Combs uses auto tune. You yeah. never noticed. I don't and think it'd be that big of a scandal. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know that like, when I was kind of doing research about autotune, I think there was like some big producer that said like the only time he ever heard of somebody that hadn't used autotune, like when he when he was working with them, yeah, that was Nelly for for uh, for oh, Tano, yeah. um, the girl that sings um, a promiscuous girl and man eater, mm-hmm. um, and somebody else I can't remember the name, but they basically there's only two people that they said, and I think they even said like Michael Jackson's name came up in the conversation wow. with people who didn't use, oh yeah, like we just had perfect pitch, they could yeah sing, yeah. They can sing like they David Bowie, um, yeah. the Beatles. Then, like, supposedly, I mean, I mean, that was before, before auto tune yeah. was, but but yeah, it's <laughs> kind of um, like how like you can really tell that they were really good at pit, pitch correcting, and even like to the point where like I think I was reading, I don't know if you ever read like the Who Was books when you were a kid. Oh, um, like, yeah, it's just I'm, really I'm thin, familiar. short books, yeah. and like the the caricature type yeah. page. Well, there's one I remember when I got it. It was Michael Jackson, right? And it uh-huh. talked about how like um. Michael Jackson was singing with uh, Mick Jagger, I think, okay. or Bon Jovi, somebody, and how he got mad because like the person that he was singing with yeah. just like didn't sing like oh. perfectly tuned to yeah. his pitch, and like how Michael Jackson just had like perfect, perfect pitch. Um, but then you get to like his newer albums, and they sometimes added like <laughs> auto tune, but for the effect, yeah. like so. But but yeah, yeah. So is auto tune the death of talented singers? Yes. yes. No. <laughs> no, I, I think so. I think stop using auto-tune. Like, <laughs> you know, if you're not a good singer, just say that. No, yeah, there kidding. should be an industry-wide ban on auto-tune, auto-tune just so that we can filter out these untalented mutts. It doesn't matter if if they maybe write the best songs or they have the most creative minds maybe in production and and songwriting yeah. if they can't sing they can yeah. the door's right there yeah so justin timberlake future sex love sound stop yeah yeah um kanye west 808s and heartbreak stop daft punk your whole discography stop <laughs> um share that one album um you know you didn't need to come back <laughs> um yeah just all these albums using auto tunes uh no but all in all seriousness um yeah auto-tune should just be treated like as another effect um it's just a style yeah. of uh it's it's an effect um it just got marketed bad um, yeah because of the way people were using oh it. yeah it, it kind of brought it to people's attention yeah if you're if every i'm sure everyone almost everyone is using it for pitch correction you know just low key you know you don't know that you that they sang the wrong notes yeah. for a split second yeah. whatever it is um but hey if you can't hear it that means they're getting away with it so yeah. whether you think it's bad or not you can't hear it you can't hear it yeah all righty well on that note um we will end this episode on a on a high note get it now. <laughs> um, but but yeah um thanks for listening to this episode and we will see you next week.
See ya.